books can take us around the world. They can take us to the intimate spaces of human experiences, and they can help us grow through their words. Stay tuned for People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. Good morning, everyone. Another Friday, and we are live again. Love the book. You are the people of the book, and I don't think I need to tell you that Sunday is Mother's Day, a very different Mother's Day. A lot of people are not able to be with their mothers. Um, I am generally not with my mother. She lives overseas in London, so uh, Sunday will just be like any other day. I won't be with my mother. So today is dedicated to all mothers out there, and I need to remind everyone that there are all different types of mothers. Um, not only you're not only a mother if you have given birth to someone. There's all different types of moms, um, mothers to children who are not theirs, mothers to children of the animal variety, even even. All different moms, moms to other family members, moms to other children, moms to anyone who they happen to look after. And when we come back, we're going to chat about books that talk about motherhood, family, and that inspire people to think about what motherhood means. I love it when you. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. I'm back, and my show today is dedicated to mothers, all different types of mothers, with Mother's Day being this Sunday. And I'm going to start off with, I mean, we couldn't start off our show about mothers without mentioning our mothers in the Torah. And I asked a really special friend of mine, Tamar Bloch, what our mothers from the Torah mean to her. And she responded by saying the following, learning about these special ladies as a young girl filled me with pride and an aspiration to do something to continue in their legacy. I specifically connected with Rivka, not only because she had twins, which I want, that's very brave, I must say, but also because she grew up in a dark world filled with so much negativity and with people who didn't exactly live the way a Jew aspires to live. And yet she goes on to raise Yaakov and literally changes the face of the world. And she, in essence, is the grandmother of the Jewish nation as a collective identity, as the grandmother of the 12 tribes. And I think that is such a beautiful, beautiful thing to say. It's a beautiful connection to have. It's a beautiful way to look at one of our, the mothers of, of the Jewish nation. Thank you so much, Tamar. And I know that was a really last-minute thing I asked her to do. And as always, she always comes through. And she is the most fabulous um, teacher of, of little young souls. And she's incredible at what she does. So thank you for that, Tamar. So... Um, I have an amazing giveaway today. Um, Pamela Power, who is one of our local South African authors, wrote a book called Misconception. It was her first book. And she has two signed copies that she has given me to, to give away on the show. So you can SMS me on 34519 or send me a message on Telegram 
0618951019 and give me the title of a book that you've read during lockdown. Um, I know lots of people have been reading a lot. Others have felt that they're not able to read. So give me a title of a book. Let me know what you've read and you could win a signed copy of Misconception and I'll tell you what the book's about and later on I'm going to um, tell you what Pamela has told me about a book that she has um, thought inspired motherhood, about motherhood from her. Um, Misconception is about Joe de Villiers who has a three-year-old son and a six-month-old baby and a husband who feels quite left out. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. I was telling you about Pamela Power's book, for which I have two signed giveaways. If you SMS me on 34519 or call me on Telegram, message me on Telegram, 0618951019. Just let me know the title of a book that you've read during lockdown. And it's about being a, a new mother. She's dealing with a husband who feels left out. She's dealing with the general toddler tantrums, nappies, potty training, and she's trying to work full-time as well. And she's dealing with all that goes along with that. It's a fabulous book. It's by Pamela Power, and I have two signed copies to give away. So before the show, while I was trying to put together all different types of books that inspire and make people think of what they feel is about motherhood. I thought about what books to me are my favorite books about motherhood. And what came to mind are three of my favorite books. I did take liberties because most of the people who contacted me only let me know about one. So I took some liberties and I'll let you know about three of my favorite books that talk to me about motherhood. The first one is by Christina Noble. It's called Bridge Across My Sorrows. And she is an Irish children's rights campaigner, a charity worker, and a founder of the Christina Noble Children's Foundation. She was born in the slums of Dublin and was sent to an orphanage at the age of 10 when her mother passed away. And she spent the rest of her childhood and adolescence either in institutions or living on the streets of Dublin. And in 1971, she was in an abusive marriage, and she had a dream where she saw the children of Vietnam actually asking her for help. But it was only in 1989 when she finally had the chance to travel to Ho Chi Minh City, and she finally set up a foundation to help these children and eventually expanded her charity work to um, into Mongolia. And she is now known as Mama Tina. She is a mother to all of these children. And after the break, I will get back to you with my other two favorite books. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. My show today is dedicated to mothers, all different types of mothers, because Friday, um, Sunday, sorry, is Mother's Day. And before the break, I was telling you about my own favorite books about mothers and motherhood. And one of my favorite books is The Last Days of Rabbit Hayes. It's by Anna McPartlin. 
And it's about a young mother who actually has cancer and about the legacy that she wants to leave for her only child and for her family. It's a beautiful book. Um, I know that that, that doesn't sound like a topic that is a beautiful topic, but being a book by an Irish author and many people who read books by Irish authors will know that those are often very amusing and witty books. So along with a lot of the sadness is a lot of, of lines and a lot of things to laugh about. Another book that I really think is an, an, a beautiful book about motherhood is called The Memory Book. And another topic that's quite a sad topic is it's a book about um, Claire who begins to write a memory book when she knows that it will soon be all that her daughters and her husband have left of her. And she has early onset Alzheimer's and she starts to put together the pieces of her life so that she has something that they will remember her by. But it also becomes something that she will need to remember the things on a day-to-day basis that put her life together. It's an absolutely beautiful book. It's the memory book by Rowan Coleman. But now let's get on to some of the books that you, my listener, have sent in to me that inspire the thought of motherhood in you. And the first person who I'm going to start off with is Kathy Kayla herself. And when I chatted to Kathy, and Kathy is a, a great reader, and for, for people who read a lot, it's a very difficult question. It's kind of like asking them to, to name their favorite child when you ask them, well, what's your favorite book and what book could you pick out that particularly makes you think of something special about a mother or something special about a particular topic. It's quite a difficult ask. But Kathy has, has given me two books that to her really speak to her about mothers and in particular about South African mothers. And the first one is Phyllis Child by Dalian Matia. And for many of us, uh, may I be so bold as to say of a certain age, and for many of us, we will remember reading Philosa Kint in school. And I'm not going to talk again about school books being immediately disliked. But as Kathy has explained to me, reading it in English turns it into a completely different story. And for those who don't know, Phyllis Child is about a child who wanders into the Nisner forest and never returns. But then um, quite a few years later, government officials who are doing a census, working on the, the census that we, we have, I think, every 10 years in this country, they discover this white child living with a colored family in the mountains, which is on the other side of the forest, and they then remove him. And he is placed with his family and he's waiting for the family that he grew up with to come and he's waiting for his mother. He's waiting for Phila to come and, and, and reclaim him, to come and get him back. And it's just the most heart-rending story. It's a beautiful story. And it's, it's about a mother and what she does for her child, what she gives up for her child. It's about a mother. And the other book 
that Kathy has mentioned to me is Eggs to Lay, Chickens to Hatch. It's a memoir by Chris Van Veyck. And it's actually a sequel to Shirley, Goodness and Mercy, with Goodness and Mercy, which is a childhood memoir. Um, and it's about Agnes, um, who is, who was the Van Veyck's Zulu domestic worker, who had a very special relationship with Chris when he was growing up in the late 60s and early 70s. And as I say, Kathy says that, that this, as with, with Phyllis Child, just defines to her and speaks to her about being the South African mother and poignant and beautiful books. And thank you, Kathy, for, for taking the time. And, and as you said, really difficult to pick out. And thank you so much once again. So on to a lot of the books that you, my listener, wrote in and told me about. And the first one was um, Rama. I mean, obviously not in no particular order. Rama Klavansky, thank you so much. You mentioned that a book that you read years ago about the unconditional love of a mother that stood out for you was Expecting Adam by Martha Beck. And the lovely Judy Ditchfield, who many of you will know, is a local South African um, actress and performer, has told me that it's a favorite of hers too. And I also love this book. I remember many years ago, I was privileged to actually meet Martha Beck when she came out to South Africa as a guest of, of the Oprah magazine. And Expecting Adam, for those who don't know, is a story about mothering or as she was actually pregnant with her son, Adam, at the time, and she knew that she was going to give birth to a Down syndrome baby. And it's her journey on this pregnancy and her journey with, with Adam immediately after her birth. And when she came out, she actually spoke about Adam and her journey through life with him. And it's the most beautiful book. It's described as a masterpiece and about leaving behind her, her life as a stressed out super achiever and opening herself to things that she just didn't ever dare to consider and meeting her son for the first time and having to unlearn everything that Harvard had taught her. And it's really a beautiful book. Thank you, Rama, for mentioning Expecting Adam. Joanne McGregor, another fabulous local South African author, of ours said that she loved the book. We need to talk about Kevin, which is by Lionel Shriver. It's a book that came out in 2006 and it tells a story. This is how Joanne describes it of a fraught relationship between a very difficult son and a mother who struggles to be what society says a good mother must be warm, affectionate, loving, patient, self-sacrificing and unconditionally accepting. With unflinching and refreshing honesty, she shows some taboo truths about motherhood. I love it when writers tell truths when, that everyone else ignores. And We Need to Talk About Kevin is a, a very um, difficult book to read. I haven't read it myself. I did avoid it at the time, I'll be honest. Um, it's about a high school shooting, and there was some talk at the time that it was based on a factual event. I think the jury is out about that. I'm not sure that's the truth, but um, it's about Eva and her son, Kevin, 
and the fact that Eva, this fictional Eva in the book, never actually wanted to be a mother. And it's it's quite a difficult read from the sound of it. And Joanne's message to everyone after that is, here's a wish to all the mothers out there. Bless you for trying your best to do this impossibly hard job. Thank you, Joanne, for that beautiful message. And thank you for the book mention. Michelle Musselson said, um, oh, gosh, you know me, how to choose, because I know that Michelle reads every single genre of book. She she is an avid, avid book reader. So thank you for choosing just one. I really do appreciate it. But Michelle has sent me her suggestion, and she says that the book that reminds her of motherhood and makes her think of motherhood is a, a book called Every Note Played by Lisa Genova. It's quite a recent book. It's from 2018. And she tells me that it, it makes her think of motherhood because her late mom was a singer and musician. And this book is about a musician who who suffers from ALS and he loses the use of his hands. And this makes her think of her late mom, who was a singer and musician. And it was so incredibly moving to think of the intense and debilitating struggle ALS causes, but also how it wreaks such havoc on a creative soul. The book really stuck with me, stuck with me in terms of the relationship realizations in the book, beautiful lessons. And it resonated with me in terms of memories of my mom. And thank you, Michelle. That was just a beautiful um, reminder that a book doesn't necessarily have to be about motherhood, but can just remind you of a parent or remind you of someone purely due to um, the topic or the subject of the book and the theme of the book. Kalita Hoffman, thank you so much for writing in. I really appreciate it. And Kalita has told me that a book called I Wish I'd Known How Much I'd Love You is what talks to her about motherhood. This book is a compilation of exceptional cleft moms, and it's from 2014, and it's by Julie Queer. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the surname correctly. I'll spell it for you. It's C-W-I-R. Now, for those who don't know, Kalita herself gave birth to a cleft baby. She writes a fabulous blog called What the Cleft, and the book, I Wish I'd Known How Much I'd Love You, is... Um, a journey with parents and children facing health problems, emotional stress, and discrimination. Um, and they face that with love and resilience. It's packed with uplifting stories of cleft children and shows you that children's trans- transformations, it answers questions about clefts and provides parents with tips and encouragement for their own children's cleft journey. And I think that's, that's an amazing resource for for parents who, who do have cleft children. And as I say, Kalita's blog is called What the Cleft, and she has traveled this journey herself. So thank you so much, Kalita, for that suggestion. Hedy Lampert, thank you so much. And those who listen to the show regularly will know that I interviewed Hedy a couple of weeks ago. She wrote a book recently called The Travel with My Aunt, and she says, it is my quintessential book on motherhood. Given that it is a homage to my own mother, 
and in fact dedicated to her. And she is quite right. This is a book about motherhood, about family. And Hedy's cousin, Leslie David, said, you definitely need to include the trouble with my aunt. She's getting rave reviews and with good reason. It's such an engrossing read. It resonates motherhood, sisterhood, grannies and best friends. And the book is set to be a South African classic. Leslie, I agree with you. Hedy, you didn't have to ask if it was okay to say that The Trouble with My Aunt is a book on motherhood. Absolutely right, and I'm thrilled to be able to include it here. Lauren Pimstein has said that um, she loved The Things We Cannot Say by Kelly Rimmer. I know it's quite a recent book, and I know it is getting rave reviews. I haven't got around to it yet. My own daughter has loved this book, and she tells me that it's family stories running alongside each other. It's about a granddaughter who finds out all about the past of her grandmother before she passes away, and it's a story of triumph and survival, how a mother teaches a daughter how to protect herself in difficult times of war, and how a mother deals with an autistic child. And Lauren says that she loved this book. So thank you for that suggestion, Lauren. I really, really do appreciate it. Robin Blumenthal sent me the most beautiful Beautiful suggestion, and and the way she worded it was also just lovely. She says, I've always enjoyed browsing around in bookshops, and I'm often drawn to the more unusual, especially when scanning the sales shelves. Many years ago, when my first child was still a baby and I was oozing all those new motherhood hormones, I found this absolute treasure simply called motherhood an anthology of verse and prose. It was in 1995. And while not a novel, it's a book for all seasons, all reasons, all stages of life as a mother, a tribute to motherhood that captures special milestones and events, as well as the special within the ordinary, something that we are all experiencing now during lockdown. This is one to frequently return to, if only to enjoy the exquisite drawings. There were verses that so resonated with me as my other children were born, and then the one I used and quoted at the shloshim of my dearest mom, youth fades, love droops, the leaves of friendship fall, a mother's secret love outlives them all, and that was from our our homes, from the mother's secret. Robin, that was just so beautiful, and um, I'll be putting pictures of the covers of all these books on my um, Facebook page on the, the people of the book Facebook page, but this one specifically is, is really beautiful that Robin sent me. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Um, two people suggested things I want my daughters to know by Elizabeth Noble. It's a book from 2007 and Sarah Cohen one of our regular book club readers and reviewers, and Lindy Radnicki both suggested this book. Thank you so much. And I find it so interesting when two people suggest the same book. I think that's just fascinating. It just shows you that that, um, the theme really did resonate. And um, Sarah says she's wishing all moms a special day. Although you are far apart, Moms are always in our hearts, especially during these times of COVID-19. Absolutely, Sarah. Thank you so much. And Lindy said one particular book I read years ago about a mother and her daughters was Things I Want My Daughters to Know by Elizabeth Noble. It was heartbreaking 
of course, and Lindy generally only reads heartbreaking books, just by the way, about a mother who writes letters to her daughters before she dies. It saddened me to think that these poor girls weren't going to have their mom when they grew up. And um, I did read this book. It's quite a few years old, as I said, um, from 2007. But it is, it's a lovely read. Um, and, and these books that have these, these sad and, and heartfelt themes are often really lovely reads. And it sounds the most bizarre thing to say, but they are. They're books that, that you, you resonate with. And those are the books that get to your heart and, and you enjoy them and they stay with you as have many of these books that were published quite a few years ago that, that people have mentioned. Those are the books that, that creep under your skin and they, they get into your soul. My show today, as I have said before, if you've just tuned in, is dedicated to mothers, with Mother's Day being on Sunday. I have two signed copies of Misconception by Pamela Power to give away. You can SMS me on 34519 or send me a message via Telegram on 061895019. Just let me know the title of a book you've enjoyed during lockdown and you could win a signed copy of Misconception. And I'm back with more book suggestions about books on motherhood after this break. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. I'm back with my Mother's Day dedicated show. And we're talking about books that have resonated with people about mothers, mothers of all kinds. I need not remind you that mothers are not only people who have given birth to their own children. Mothers come in many shapes and forms. Mothers of other people's children, mothers to furry animals, mothers to anyone and everyone. Mothers come in all shapes and sizes. Mothers are anyone who you feel is a mother. And as I said before, two copies of, two signed copies of Misconception by Pamela Power. All you need to do is SMS me on 34519 or send me a message on Telegram 061895109. Let me know of a book that you've enjoyed reading during lockdown. Just give me the title and you could win one of these signed copies. So as I said before, I have sent out a message to the world asking you to send me titles of books that you've read at any time, didn't have to be recent, of books that had resonated with you about motherhood. And I had a long chat with my cousin, Rochelle Schiff, who lives in Israel currently and has done for many years. And she told me that that one book that really resonated with her and is also not a recent book, it's Daughters-in-Law by Joanna Trollope. And it's from 2011. And I know that I, I found that she doesn't seem to be the most popular author in South Africa. Her writing is very English. It's very British. And she's not the, a warm writer, if you understand what I'm saying. She's a very good writer, but her writing is not warm. It's English. And Daughters-in-Law, as 
the title implies, is about Anthony and Rachel Brinkley, who have three sons. And two of the sons are married, and life has been very smooth, and they welcome the two previous daughters-in-law into the family, and it's been absolutely great. The third one comes into the family and rocks the boat quite a bit. And what particularly stood out for my cousin was when one of the daughters-in-law goes home to her own mother, um, who lives in a Scandinavian country, and she's having the daughter-in-law is having marital problems. And her mother says to her, you've moved on. You moved countries, you moved cultures, and you're welcome to come back whenever you like, but you can't expect me to be exactly where you left me. I've also moved on. And Rochelle, my cousin, said that she obviously doesn't remember the exact lines from the book, but she remembers reading those words and finding them so apt and so relevant to her own life and her relationship with her mother because of the obvious comparisons. And as I say, um, we were having this conversation the other day, and the book itself that came out in 2011, so it's quite a few years ago, these words have stuck with my cousin. And we're still resonating. I mean, her mother, her own mother passed away about three or four years ago, and the words still resonated with her and with being so apt and relevant to her life and her relationship with her mother and the obvious comparisons because my cousin made Aliyah many years previously, literally within days of getting married. And these lines about moving on, moving cultures, moving away, and when you go back home, I think you kind of do expect your mother to be sitting there where you left her. And that's not the case, is it? Your mother gets on with her life. And this is the other conversation that my cousin and I had this week about as children, you get on with your lives and you think that your parents are just there in place for you. And Kathy and I also had this conversation about parents actually being their own entities mothers although they do they are living and giving people they they live for their children they give everything for their children but they are their own people and children forget that and i'm talking about children of all ages they do forget that their mothers are their own people with their own wants their own needs their their own lives and we need to remind ourselves of that and we need to give our mothers some time and some space and some a lot of love, a lot, a lot of love. The other two books that reminded my cousin of, of motherhood were two books by Barbara Kingsolver called The Bean Trees and Pigs in Heaven, um, two books that were part of the same series. The first one was from 1988, and the second one was from 1993. And they're about Taylor Greer, Taylor Greer and her mother, and a child called, strangely enough, Turtle, who Taylor picks up 
along her journey in life. And Taylor's mother had no confidence. She lacked confidence. But despite that, she managed to instill this huge confidence in her daughter. And my cousin felt that this was an absolutely massive achievement. She said, to not have any confidence in yourself, often that's reflected in your child or in the people around you and the people who see you because they that often reflects onto other people. And what resonated with her was that she managed to bury that lack of confidence within her and just instill huge confidence in her child to ensure that her child became a massively confident individual. And the fact that these books are over 30 years old just shows how the themes have remained relevant and instantly came to my cousin's mind when I asked her for suggestions on the topic of mothers and their relationships with their children. So I really thank my cousin, Rochelle, for participating in this conversation. Um, Moving on. So local author Pamela Power, who has very generously given two books for our giveaway today, said that the book resonated the most with her was I Don't Know How She Does It by Alison Pearson. And someone else also recommended the same book, and that was Karen Milner. And thank you both. I really do appreciate it. And I'll first tell you what Pamela said about the book, which is quite amusing. She said, a book that resonated the most with me was I Don't Know How She Does It by Alison Pearson. I even referred to the book in my master's research report. Then Alison turned into this awful right-wing troll on Twitter, and I completely went off her. It did, however, get me to start writing my own diatribe about motherhood. Misconception. South African books I'd like to recommend about mothers are The Park and The Accident, by Gail Schimmel, who I interviewed on my show last week, and the Being series by Connie Tilloxton, so you can look out for those. Karen Milner said that she really enjoyed I Don't Know How She Does It, How She Does It by Alison Pearson, and at the time I read it, it absolutely captured the craziness of being a working mom. The first few pages has the main character at 2 a.m bashing up store-bought mince pies with a rolling pin for her kids' school fair so that they would look homemade because she had got home late from a business trip. It was funny and touching and captured what it can be like to be a working mom, and I'm sure many of us can can resonate with that, and it's very relevant. And that book is very special to me. My late father brought me my copy, and it still sits quite shabbily on my own shelf, and I'm sure many of us will also remember Sarah Jessica Parker, who appeared in the film. And we'll be back with more books about motherhood after this break. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. And I'm back. We're dedicating today's show to mothers everywhere, as Mother's Day is on Sunday, and many of us are not able to be with our mothers. If you are with your mother, love her and appreciate her. And if you are specifically spending time with your mother and if you are in lockdown with your mother, then even more so. We are talking about books on motherhood. 
I have two signed copies of Misconception by Pamela Power. You can SMS me on 35419. Send me a message on Telegram 0618951019 and tell me a book that you've enjoyed reading during lockdown and you could win one of these signed copies. I had the most hilarious contribution from Stephen Sidley. Moiki Sidley, thank you so much. You really made me laugh. And the truth is that the books about motherhood or the books that make us think about motherhood don't necessarily have to be enjoyable books. The mothers don't have to be particularly nice mothers. Unfortunately, not all mothers are. And Stephen Sidley sent me this message. The most interesting mother character ever was the matriarch Audrey Litvinov in Zoe Heller's The Believers. That was in 2008. The most awful, repellent, odious, infuriating, unconscionable, cruel, and angry character I have ever read and everyone's worst nightmare of a mother. I loved her. And... I replied to say that I was a bit worried about him and should I call someone? Does he need help? And his response was, fiction demands that you care about characters, not necessarily like them. And he's quite right. And I often find that in books, unlikable characters are the ones that keep you turning those pages. And uh, the book is by Zoe Heller, as I said. She wrote Notes on a Scandal and Everything You Know. And this book is a comic and tragic tale about one family's struggles with the consolations of faith and the trials of doubt. So maybe that's one to look out for if if a character like that appeals to you. Rala Zanopoulos, a well-known and loved local author who has relocated to the States, said that A History of Love by Nicole Krauss, a book from 2006, is what resonated most with her about motherhood. It's about 14-year-old Alma Singer, who is trying to find a cure for her mother's loneliness, and she believes she might discover it in an old book that her mother is lovingly translating. And she sets out in a search for her mother's, for, for the author of this book. And to me, that just sounds so poignant and so, it sounds beautiful. I haven't read it. I hadn't even heard of it. And to me, that sounds quite beautiful. And to her, that just resonates with with motherhood and with loving a mother. And I think that that just sounds absolutely gorgeous. I asked my own mother if there were any books that stood out for her. And I found that my mother's reading choices and reading habits have definitely changed over the years. Our Reading habits are extremely different. We have very different tastes. I have very full bookshelves, and when she was still able to travel to South Africa, she would peruse my bookshelves 
and not be able to find a single thing to read. In fact, before her trips here, I used to very deliberately go and buy a handful of books that I thought she would prefer to what actually was on my shelves. So nine times out of ten, I scored. And she would actually like those newer books that I'd bought specifically for her. Um, so she responded to me by saying that there was a book and she obviously couldn't remember the name. And then she thought the author's name sounded like something like this, like that. I think that the book that she meant was The Shell Seekers by Rosamund Pilcher, which is for many people a favorite book. It's a beautiful book. It's about someone who is aging. She's living alone. She discovers that a painting that belonged to her father, who was an artist, now costs or always worth quite a lot of money. And her children, who are absent, want her to sell it purely because they want the money. And it comes to represent something to her, to her children, to her life. And it's all about what she represents, what the painting represents. And that, for my mother, was her choice of a book that resonated with her about motherhood. I hope you have enjoyed today's show. As I've said before, love your mother, cherish your mother if you still have her with you. Um, for those who don't, I hope that the memories that you have wrap you in comfort and enjoy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, no matter what kind of mother you are whether you are a mother to your own children, other people's children, four-legged children, enjoy Mother's Day with love. I wish you all well.